We're going to talk about missions today. And uh, before I introduce these two, I want to talk a little bit about why we're doing that. Um, one of the obvious reasons is because it's something Jesus told us to do. And that is to be involved in missions, to be involved in his kingdom around the world. And there's a whole bunch of scriptures on that wall over there, um, not just by Jesus, that say not only is being involved in God's bigger kingdom something that we should do, it's what God wants. It's God's heart. God doesn't just care about Minnesotans. And he doesn't just care about people in America. God cares for all of his children around the world. And if our hearts are going to be like his heart, then we need to share in that. But I want to tell you one more reason I just realized today. And that is, I think it's one of the most exciting things we can talk about. And I realized, I grew up, you know, oh gosh, we're going to have a missionary. Oh, bad news. Boring. Yeah, boring. Um, can we do something else this Sunday? Um, but that is so wrong. And I don't just mean wrong. It's so missing the mark. Because the truth is, well, the truth is, if we just look at our church, we're pretty van vanilla. You know, we're pretty steady. And God's okay, and we're okay. But you know what we learn in missions? We are part of something so much bigger, so much richer. We're just one little slice of the kingdom of God that is around the world. And heaven is going to be so much bigger than just what worship is at ACC. And I'm glad we have Mercy and Adolphus, and every once in a while they'll come pray, and we get a slice of the passion of the Christians, our brothers and sisters in Liberia. And it's like, whoa, that wasn't Minnesotan. Because <laughs> heaven is so much bigger than Minnesota. And there's so much God is doing in the world. And when we talk to missionaries, what we find out is that our God is bigger. And so I'm excited that we support missionaries around the world. Because through them, we get to hear about what our God is doing in Uzbekistan. And he's doing in Mongolia. And he's doing in Lebanon and in Syria. And he's doing in the Philippines. And we start to hear about, whoa, God is still working miracles. He's doing amazing things. Our God is bigger than we thought. And that's why, to me, it's exciting to talk about missions. Because every time we do, we find out, wow, he's working in Alaska. And he's doing amazing things in Alaska. And he's working in, in the middle of, of, of the former Soviet Union. He's doing amazing things. And he's working in Mindanao. And our God's a big God. And if he's that kind of God out there, he can be that God here this week. And that's why I think it's great when we talk about missions. Now I'm going to quit talking. Because there's two people up here I want you to get to know. Roger and Dixie Shoemaker. They are two of our regular missionaries. In the sense of we support them. Every month some of our tithe as a church goes to help their work, not just them, but their work. And I want you to get to know them and hear a little bit about what they've seen God doing 
in the Philippines. Now, we're especially blessed, I think, because you can tell they're not new recruits. Um, but we actually have sitting here some veterans who've been in their work for decades. And to me, that alone is, is worthwhile. And uh, so I want to hear from them. Um, this is the most loaded question because I know you could talk for the whole hour about that. But would you give us a snapshot of your time in the Philippines? Okay. 31 years ago, we left for hmm. the Philippines, so it's been 31 years. We went to work with the Itawis-speaking people, and uh, we started a church in Tagigarao. That church is now running over 200, and uh, the Itawis are doing everything that I was doing. Uh, and I... I developed and Dixie taught and, and her doing everything that, that we went to do. So we moved to Manila where our two daughters were going to uh, school and uh, Dixie was doing curriculum work and I was of course helping, but she was doing curriculum work and a foundation, Philippine foundation took over that mm. and we helped start a church there in Manila. Uh, two years later a foundation took it over and they said, you know, we'll just keep doing it. And at that time, uh, it was Sunday school curriculum, yes, for the churches to use uh, in the Philippines. And uh, there was a, a large ministry in Mindanao that the director was wanting to retire, and so they said, why don't you come and take over? And so we were doing uh, leadership training, a medical ministry, a uh, children's home, and we started three more churches. In, in Mindanao, one in Iligan City, one in Butuan City, and one in Davao City. And all three of those churches are now uh, self-supporting, self-propagating. One of them has even had some, started some other churches. And we started a camping program, and that is now uh, being directed by the churches that we started. The three churches we started are work, working with that. We left uh, that ministry uh, to the Filipinos. It's all Filipino-led now. And we are uh, in Digo City, which is an hour south of Davao, and we have a drop-in youth center. Can I we'll stop for just about, a second yeah, about the about map? That. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Can you guys... We've got a couple maps here. Here's the Philippines in relation to everything from China up above to Australia down below. Okay, okay next one. Mindanao is the southern big island. And you were just talking about Davao City? Yeah, I think, is yeah. there one more map? Or is that it? Okay, so this is the big island where you guys work. Yeah, this is where we're, we're working. And like I say, uh, Butuan City is up in the north, Cagayan de Oro, uh, over here, Diplog, uh, Ilion is over close to that. So we started two churches on the north and the one in, in uh, Davao City. And we're now in Digos, which is just uh, an hour south uh, towards General Santos. I don't know if you know Manny Pacquiao <laughs> is from from boxer. General. He's a boxer. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, a boxer. <laughs> he he's been here in the states and several times for for big bites. <laughs> Las Vegas. Okay. In uh, here, so ahead. that's a little bit of where you've that's, come from. That's where we've come from. <laughs> I do want you to notice something in all of that because they didn't draw attention to it. 
that is the model of what missions should be. It is outsiders, often from America or other countries, coming in, but training nationals, training nationals for leadership, and raising them up and turning over churches, ministries, foundations to the nationals to run their own churches. That is the healthiest model where it's not built to remain dependent on Americans or American dollars. This is how it should be done. And they've been doing it for 31 years. So they really are great people, doing a great job. They thought they were going to retire. And uh, I often say God's retirement involves going to heaven. And if that hasn't happened yet, you're not retired yet. So um, they're still working a little slower. Yes. Um, so what are you doing now? Right now we have a, a drop-in center. We, for nine, nine years ago, we started a drop-in center for high school and college kids. And we rented a building and uh, have a team of, of uh, six Filipinos that are manning that all the time. And our name, Mathetes, means disciple. Uh, it's the, the Greek word in, in Matthew 28, 18, uh, go and make disciples. We are discipling young people in the city of Digos. Now, you're not in a village. You need to help us understand this oh. isn't a village. Yeah, it's a village, but it's 250,000 <laughs> 250, people. <laughs> it's a small city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is 250,000 people. The high school is directly across the street from the building we're renting, and it has as many as two. 20,000 students a year in go through that high school that high school and you're across the street right directly across the street from it we have discipleship uh, tutorials plus music tutorials the the staff loves the kids we have a lot of kids from broken homes that don't have that love and Mm -hmm. and the team loves them and they become very involved so, like, the, talk us through a week. What kinds of things are going on at this center? It's a drop-in center, so there's, it's open at 10 o'clock, and uh, we usually have kids standing outside, and as soon as the doors open, they run and grab the guitars. We've got 10 guitars, and very popular, uh, one of the popular things that they have. Or they can grab games. We have tables. Sometimes they even work on their schoolwork. And uh, on Tuesday nights, we have a movie for them, uh, and a number of kids will come in and watch the movie. It's usually a current movie. Uh, on Thursday night, we have a rotating program. One is music night, which is probably the most popular. Uh, one is a service night. One is a game night. I don't even know what the other one is. And then if there are five Thursdays, they have a meal on that fifth thir- Thursday. And uh, the, those are all very popular. Then on Friday afternoon, for the kids that don't, uh, aren't permitted to go to church on Sunday, uh, we have a, what we call encounter. It's basically a worship service for the kids. They break down in small groups and, and discuss uh, the Lord's Word as a group and in small groups. Uh, what else during the week? Yeah, the actual, the actual, we have as many as 100 and every school year over a hundred kids that are discipled we have a 10 week a 10 booklet discipleship program that was developed by Larry and Judy Niemeyer in in Africa Uh, 
and uh, the kids sit down and they love studying the Bible because they, many of them don't even have a Bible in their home. So a lot of times we've had kids, we've gave out game, at the games, we give out prizes. And one time we were giving out candy and they give out Bibles for one of the games and the kids that had gotten the candy came and said, can we trade our candy for the Bible? It's that important to them. Um, but the kids will, will take these discipleship uh, booklets, and uh, one of the first lessons is our purpose is not just to become a Christian, but to disciple others. Hmm. And so within uh, a few weeks after they're baptized, they will start a, bi a Bible study on campus many times for their friends. So they do discipleship. Not only are they discipled, but they disciple others. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is our main thrust. That is uh, the main thing. All the other things are just to take care of their physical needs and, and uh, emotional needs to, to, to bring them in. And then the important thing is the discipleship. So what about the weekends? Is there church there? I mean, a worship service? We have... We have... Uh, yeah, uh, not at the youth center. We do not. We partnership with one of our, our Christian churches in Digo mm -hmm. City. We have two in, in the city, and one of them partnerships with us quite well. The kids that don't have a home church will come to that church, and uh, one Sunday a month, they have Youth Sunday. We have a worship team that is developed out of the youth center uh, because they'll form bands. And then we have a worship team. And one Sunday a month, one of the young men from the youth center will get to preach. Hmm. And so they, we, we see them maturing. Mm -hmm. and, and that is exciting. And this church is, also helps us with our camping program during the summer and, and is, is very, very supportive in many ways. So evangelism is happening through this youth center. We have ba averaged a... a 50 baptisms a year for the past nine years. Wow. Yes. Awesome. So, like, how, what kinds of turnout are the kids? I mean, how many number? How many kids are going to be there on a Tuesday we, night? Or <laughs> well, uh, the the night I got, I just got back uh, four weeks ago, and the first night I was there for six weeks. The first night I was there was music night, and we had about 120 kids, mm -hmm. and we had 10 different bands that were formed from the kids that had had the music tutorials. And uh, so that was very exciting. We have had as many as 300 a day come and go during the, during the day. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's usually around one, one uh, A day, yeah. go through there. Yeah. So what are you two doing in your retirement? <laughs> We're, uh, we are their accountability. I talk with, uh, with the team, some of the team, almost every day, uh, especially during the week. Uh, there's always questions, and, and we are still mentoring. Uh, this past uh, six weeks that I was there, we had a young uh, a veteran missionary, actually, had grown up in the Philippines. He came and did a seminar on church discipline. Mm -hmm. uh, and the team, it was going to be for the team, the team told the church about it, and we had 52 people at, the, at that seminar. Uh, so we, there again, we partner with, with the church. Um, we're accountability. We are mentoring still. 
we're still doing teaching and, and mm -hmm. making sure things go the way they go. <laughs> Probably on the average, how often, how many times a year do you go over there? <coughs> it's changed. I, I'm going about twice a year now. Okay. And mm -hmm. uh, Dixie has had a lot of responsibilities here in the States, so she hasn't been over quite as much. But she was there for eight months this past year. We went from September till April, uh, both of us, and were there for, for that period of time. Um, we have some work trips coming in January, and so Dixie wasn't going to go, but she is now, because so, she will be doing the cooking, uh -huh. and I'll be uh, leading. Uh, one of them's a, going to be a survey trip, and the others are going to be working, so we're going to have people uh, improving the youth center. So there is potential for work trips, if there churches wanted to do that. Yes. That, that, that would be an option. Okay. Well, <laughs> well I... We're right in the middle of something right now, too. Um, I, I don't know how detailed you want to get, but we've got three, three or four different directions. Our team has been praying for nine years for a campground. We rent a campground during the summers, very expensive, and they've been praying for nine years for a uh, campground. We've had a young man that has been in the Philippines and started one campground in Bell Hole which is an island north of us, and he contacted us wanting to know if we could use his services. We have had two work trips planning on coming to work on a campground, which we don't have yet, and uh, we've got, uh, uh, so the Lord is working in ways that we're, we're kind of mind-boggled. So by. when you say campground, do we think church camp? Is that what? It's church yep. camp, yes. So creating a church camp. Creating a church camp for them. Okay. A permanent one. Yep, yep. So. Okay. Well, that was my other question. What kinds of things are coming up? What are you looking at? That, that's what we're looking at right now. And we, we would appreciate a lot of prayer because mm -hmm. we don't know where the Lord's going to lead on that. Um, it's one of those things that we see the Lord answering prayers that we're sitting here saying, are we ready for this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. If you, you know, sort of what I was talking about when I began this, um, if you could testify to us of where you see God working, what, what, what would you tell us? I think one of the most impressive things to me, and this happened in the year 2000, we were developing a, uh, um, a training center, and it, all we had was the ground. And we needed to, to, a, a building for uh, meeting and building for classes and building for dormitories. And I had $10,000, and I figured it'd take about 30000 to develop it. The market in the Philippines went to the point where cement went from $6 a, a bag, $6 US dollars a bag, to $2 a bag. And for $10,000, I was doing what I thought was going to take 30000 So the Lord answers prayers in ways that we can't even see mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's happened over and over. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. Then, yeah. Just what, we, what the, the most uh, exciting thing to me that I, I am yeah. seeing right now is the development of kids that... Uh, Connor Peoples is here, and he came over in 2011. We were just two years into the youth center in Digo City. People that he knew as uh, high schoolers 
have now finished high school, finished college, and there's a group of about 30 of them, 25 to 30 young people that uh, went through the, were part of uh, the youth center, that were mentored, that went through the Bible studies, that have discipled other peoples. They now look at each, they've gotten together and they go, there's something missing. They saw a need for um, a midwinter kind of boost for the kids that go to camp in the summer. Last year they got together and they made their plans. They wrote curriculum for it. They did the promotion for it. It's one of the best uh, prom prom promotional videos that we have is what the kids have done. And they had Camp Con for the purpose of encouraging as well as reaching new people. Right now they're in the midst of planning. They're doing the next camp. And so what it's exciting for me to see them doing the things <laughs> that we used <laughs> to do when I went uh, last a year ago when we were there and they said, oh, uh, Mom Dixie, while you're here, we want you to do cam a camp training session for it. And so I said, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and then uh, Andy, one of our leaders, said, oh, they don't know what they're asking for. <laughs> because, because they had done this before, and I'm going, you know, it's time for you to do your own training. And I thought, this will be a good time. I'm here. So um, they came to my, our house, and they were going to have this training. And they're ready to sit down, take notes. And I'm going, okay, surprise. You're going to do the training we're going to give assignments. We're going to decide what you what you need to know. What do new people need to know to lead a camp, to lead young, to lead kids? And so we divided it out. Uh, we have a library. My whole Christian Ed library is there at the youth center, and all the youth ministry library. And so I went through and I did go to books and I said, okay, if you're leading this topic, these are the chapters you're going to want to lead. And then uh, two months later, they did their own leadership training, which was, to me, <laughs> it's, it was exciting to see that. And yeah. I, so I see, I see them not growing now in other areas. You know, they've, they've grown through discipleship, and now they're growing through leadership and mm -hmm. development. And they're taking ownership. Yep. And that's what That's awesome. Yep. So anything else coming up? I mean, that's not that that's nothing. <laughs> so you're going back this winter. Yeah, we'll, I'll be going back January 7th, I believe it, 7th or yeah. 9th, something yeah. like that. And uh, we'll be there for uh, six weeks at that point. Uh, one of the changes is we don't make plans now <laughs> as far as when we're coming and going. Uh, we're at that point where we can kind of come and go. As, mm -hmm. So we, we come and go as needed. Mm -hmm. more than being set in a, a specific schedule. Yeah, okay. Well, the final question, in some ways the most important, how can we as a church support you, especially in prayer? What can we pray for? Pray for this, this whole camp mm -hmm. s s situation, for direction, yes. Yeah. Many times, um, I think one of, Del and I was talking last night, and one of my favorite sayings is either get on the on the train or get out of the way, because uh, if the Lord has his if the Lord will have his way, and this is the way it's going, and uh, it just needs to be a vision on our part to see what He is directing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so we are we keep looking to Him and He directs things. Yeah, yeah. 
it's a lesson we all need to learn. Yeah. It's a hard one sometimes. Yeah, it is a hard one. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, thank you for letting us be your partners. Well, and thank you for all your support, it, not only in encouragement. Uh, I mean, it's always a joy to be here. Uh, and uh, I might mention, too, that there are some brochures out there on the counter. Okay. Uh, if uh, anybody wants to read a little bit more, and there's a coin here that you can pick one of them up, too. I'm sorry, but I, I always forget to mention this at churches. We have, um, if you're interested in the mission, you want to know more about it, on Facebook, it's uh, Mathetes Youth Center. And uh, you don't have, well, if you follow us, you'll see the uh, feeds that come up. But um, just, it, you'll see the pictures, okay? And they're just snapshots that people have taken. They're not, it's not professional or anything. But you'll see the activities and the kids participating in them. And it's, once in a while, there's some real big stuff on there. But a lot of times, it's just to know what's happening. But, uh, and we have um, YouTube. I have my own channel. And it's just got. <laughs> now, how many of you expected that when you came down here? <laughs> I didn't even know what a channel was. Uh, no, I are one. No. And uh, it just has uh, videos about the mission on it that we use in promotion. So if you want to, if you have questions, they, you might have answers there. And Connor's in one of those videos. Connor actually made one of those <laughs> videos <laughs> and did a very well job, a very good job. And we appreciate that. I, there's an obvious question. What language is spoken at the youth center? English. It is English. Okay. <laughs> it depends on the student. Uh, Cebuano is the, the most common language in our area. And so the kids all know Visayan or Cebuano. And they, most of them know Tagalog. And most of them can speak very good English. So we, their English improves. I'm around and I don't know Cebuano. <laughs> <laughs> and so the kids that work with me uh, love working with me because I do help them with their English. Uh -huh. And uh, they can get better jobs. Oh, if uh, they know no, English. Knowing sure. English. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and then I have done a lot of training. I do most of the construction work uh, because this building that we got, we got it at a fairly good price because... Um, it's a rent. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, they want a million dollars if we could buy it. <laughs> Our rent is only $200. It would take us over 100 years to pay for it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the, the building was, had been abandoned, and the man did not, the owner did not want to put any money into it. So we said, if you will rent it to us, we, will, we had to replace the wiring, the plumbing, and everything. And, and so the kids that helped me, have, have picked up those skills too, which they're very happy with. And how to use electric tools, because most of them don't have electric tools. Mm -hmm. So that's another sideline side that yep. <laughs> they enjoy. Yep. But yeah, Cebuano is the main language. The official languages of the Philippines, though, are Tagalog and English. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The, the education is in English, and the kids can get 100% on their test and not know a thing about what they're talking about because they don't understand English that well sometimes. Oh. That could never happen here. No. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And, and church do know we're a part of this. Yes. I mean, we're helping this Very happen, 
and, and that's part of where we're sharing as we give um, so that we can feel like we are helping God's kingdom around the world. And uh, you're to be commended for that as a church, too. And they would say that in a heartbeat and they're nodding their heads. Okay, um, let me do what I said we should do, and that's pray for you, okay? Father, thank you for this time that we've had this morning so that we could learn a little bit more about your work in Mindanao and so that we could get to know these two veteran saints. Thank you for Roger and Dixie for their faithfulness, for how they have served and ministered and raised up people in the Philippines and discipled them and launched them and let them go. And you have been just happy to lead and bless and work, and we praise you. We thank you that we can be partners with them. We thank you for what you're doing through them. We ask you to continue to lead them and bless them, guide them. We pray for the youth center and the leaders there who are working even this week, that you would help them and, and guide them. And we pray specifically for this camp project. If you're bringing this together, Father, then we pray that you would just open the doors, provide the location, the funding. We thank you for bringing this leader who has done it before. We just wait and trust you to work it all out. And, and we pray for that camp that it might happen because it would add a real tool for the youth center. Again, God, thank you for the great God that you are who is at work around the world and that we get to hear a little bit of what you're doing. All thanks and praise to you. In your son's name.